0: I like that song we just sang. Christ liveth in me. That's a, if you think about that, you spend time meditating on that. You got the God of the universe with you everywhere you go in, oh, man, that's it. I remember, I remember the very first time that really dawned on me. I was, uh, was working at that place I told you about this morning, uh, Polyclean Laundry, and uh, it was around 10, 15 at night. And I walked outside, locked up, went, went, uh, I think I was going to catch a bus, I think is what it was, and uh, I looked up into the sky and was reminded how vast God is and how, how big he is and how he's everywhere, and then I remembered he's inside of me, God of the universe, oh man. That's a, you, you spend some time on that, and that'll absolutely boggle your mind. That's a blessing. All right, we're looking at, at principles. And uh, as, I, as I said uh, earlier, principles are, are those things that we find in Scripture that uh, we can base convictions on and then make standards and rules and regs and parameters in our lives that we decide to live by uh, not because they you know, everybody else is doing it. Not because uh, it's just the standard and that's what's expected. It's because the Bible says so. In other words, it's based upon what the Word of God says. So, with that in mind, we're going to look at Colossians chapter one, verses eighteen and nineteen. Get right into it tonight. Let's all stand together, if you would, with me. Verse eighteen speaking of Jesus Christ, says, and he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, I wanna thank you so much for the opportunity that we have on a Sunday night just to come apart from the world come apart from our schedules and uh, spend some time together singing, praying, praising you and listening to your word and being challenged from the word of God. Lord, I pray that you'd have your will and your way in our hearts and in this, this preacher's heart tonight as I, as I preach, Father, I pray that there be nothing in, in my life that would prevent the, the message from going out in power and in strength and in purity and clarity. I pray, Father, that, uh, that uh, you would work in our hearts tonight. Help us to see the importance of putting first things first, of putting things that really matter, things that are the most important as priorities that rule and regulate the other things that are going on in our lives. Lord, there are so many things that demand attention, but there is no, no one or no thing that is more important than you in our lives. I pray that we would see that clearly tonight and uh, speak to our hearts uh, about areas that uh, might not have you as number one so that we can, we can get our lives in order in such a way that it would please and honor you because you are first. And we, we pray all these things this evening in the name of the, of the lovely Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior and our God, for it's in his name we pray. And all God's people said, amen. You may be seated. This is the, the principle of priorities. Uh, and in, in verse 18, the last part of the verse, says that in, in all things he might have the preeminence. So what does preeminence mean? Preeminence just simply means it, it's that it, he should be before everything else uh, the preeminent always uh, takes the priority in other words Jesus Christ ought to be the priority in our lives in every area of our lives now the question is why you know why should he take priority why why should he have preeminence? Well, this, this chapter, and particularly this la, this, the, the verses that we read and a few of the verses previous, explain that in detail. If you look in verse verse 14 with me, back up to verse 14, speaking again of, of the Lord Jesus, and well, let's go to verse 13. It says, Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son? He, if he saved you, what he did was he took you out of darkness and put you into light. If he saved you, uh, you owe your soul to him. You owe your life to him. Uh, he has been, become your redeemer. He has become your savior. And you look down in verse 14, it says, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. He redeemed us. He redeemed us from, from hell He redeemed us to a a life that can honor and glorify him. He redeemed us to spend eternity in heaven. You go down to, uh, uh, you look at verse 14, and it says, even the forgiveness of sins, he, he gave us redemption, he bought us with his blood, and then he forgave us. And he didn't just forgive us, of some of our sins or most of our sins. He forgave us of all of our sins. He forgave us of our past sins. He forgave us of our present sins. He forgave us of the sins we haven't even committed yet. You go down to verse 15, it says, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? Yeah, he's the image of the Father. He is equal to the Father, Jesus Christ is God, and therefore he should have preeminence. Also in verse 15, it says that he's the beginning, he's the starter of the church. And in verse 15, it also says he's the firstborn, from the, from the firstborn of every creature. And you go down to verse 18, and it says, And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. I remember years ago, I, uh, I had a, I was witnessing to a Jehovah's Witness, and they, uh, they were trying to tell me that Jesus Christ was a created God. And what they used is their proof text, and I was, I was still fairly new in the Lord, so there were a lot of verses I did not know of. Uh, if you took a verse out of context, you might be able to tie me in a knot if I didn't you know, really know what the context was, and that's what they did. They took that verse who it said it's, he's the firstborn uh, of every creature and, and said, see, he was the first, first creature ever to be born by God. Well, that isn't what it says. If you go down to, in context in verse 18, it says he's the firstborn from the dead. He's the first to be resurrected from the dead and given a resurrection body and uh So, you know, uh, because of that, because he's the firstborn from the dead, uh, he ought to get first place in our lives. Verse 16 says, For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. He created everything. And he not only created everything, but all things are created for him. He is the creator, but he expects his creation, and rightfully so, to serve him. He created us for his pleasure, according to Revelation 4.11. And so we ought to honor him that way by putting him first in all things. Verse 17 says, uh, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. In other words, you exist and continue to exist because of him. If if God wanted you to cease existing tonight, if he does want you to, you will. That's all there is to it. Um, Our lives are in his hands, and because of that, we ought to put him first. Verse 18, and he is the head of the body of the church who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Uh, he is, he's the head of the church which, of which we are members, if you're saved, and we're not talking about the earthly church, but we're talking about the church, the body of Christ, and it, it says that because we are members of that body, we need to make sure that, that our lives uh, uh, actually uh, surround and circle around him as the center. Uh, you know, one of the ways that the Apostle Paul put it was he put it this way. He says, for me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Well, when he said for me to live is Christ, what he, what he simply was stating was that Christ is what determines what I do and what I don't do. And Christ is the determining factor uh, in my life. And and so what this principle is, is is very simply put, and you can write this down in your notes if you like, but the principle of of priorities means that Christ should have first place in my life in every area. He ought to have first place in my life in every area. He ought to get the first consideration in all I do. And one of the things that that's going to demand of us is to have Christ consciousness. And what I mean by Christ consciousness is you consider Christ all day long. You know, um, Christianity isn't just something we do uh, when we go to church. Christianity isn't something that we do just when we have our personal devotions and we spend time in the in the word of God and in prayer, Christianity is something that we ought to be doing all day long, and we ought to be considering him on a, on a moment-by-moment basis, and he should be the first consideration in all that we do. Take your, take your Bibles and turn with me to Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. It's an interesting account Of some fellows that confronted the Lord, or the Lord actually confronted them. Luke chapter nine. We're going to look at verses fifty-seven down through sixty-two. Luke nine, and verse verse fifty-seven says, "And it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, the Lord Jesus, Lord." "'I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest.' "'And Jesus said unto him, "'Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, "'but the Son of man hath not where to lay his head.' "'And he said unto another, "'Follow me.' "'But he said, "'Lord, suffer me first "'to go and bury my father.' "'Jesus said unto him, "'Let the dead bury their dead, "'but go thou and and preach the kingdom of God.' And another also said, "'Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go bid them farewell, which are at home at my house.' And Jesus said unto him, "'No man having put his hand to the plow, and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God.'" Now, the first fella, uh, you don't ever hear from again. You know He said, "He said, "'Well, the foxes have holes, the birds of the air have nests, but the son of man hath not where to rest his head.'" And you don't hear of him anymore. Then the next two guys, did the next two guys say no? No, they didn't. They said, we'll follow you, but let me do something else first. And immediately, in both cases, Jesus rebuked him. Why? Because he deserves first place, not other things. And he ought to be the priority. He ought to be the first thing. In our lives, go go with me over to Matthew chapter six. This is a a verse that many of you have memorized. We've sung it around here, but sometimes all it is is a verse that we've tucked away in our memory. It's not oftentimes a verse that we that we consciously live on a day by day basis. In verse thirty three, he says. Matthew 6:33 The Lord says, "But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you." In other words, he's saying, "Listen, you need to you need to put me as the priority, not a priority, but the priority in your life." And and there's two questions you can ask yourself when when going through that mental process. Number 1, What difference will this particular thing make in ten years? And then, secondly, what difference will this thing matter in in eternity? Um, There's some there's some uh, convictions that and and specific convictions that we can come to the conclusion of because Jesus Christ ought to have priority. And I'm going to give you four. Possible convictions that that we ought to have. First, first conviction that we ought to have is that I will build my life around Jesus Christ. I won't build it around finances. I won't build it around my family. My wife and I, when we got married, and I've told you this story often, we we determined we're not going to build. We were not going to build our lives around each other. We're going to build our life first around Christ. He was going to be. Number one, first, she would always be number two in my life. I'd always be number two in her life. By the way, I'm very secure with that position. Very, very secure with that position, and I think she is too. But uh, just, the, just the the conviction of I'm going to build my life around Christ, like the Apostle Paul says, for me to live is Christ, and and He will be the foundation. Uh, of my life if we live this priority principle. Take your Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6 and verses 47 down through 49, down through the end of the chapter, Jesus is speaking and he's, he's, he's giving, giving a story of, of the house built on the rock versus the house built on the sand. And he says, "'Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings "'and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. "'He is like a man which built an house and dig deep "'and laid the foundation on a rock. "'And when the flood arose,' The, the, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not. This is, this is, both In both these cases, both of these guys heard what Christ said. We got this idea sometimes that, well, if I memorize a verse, if I've read the Bible, if I've done my devotions, well, then I've done what I'm supposed to do. No, God says, not. don't just hear it. But on purpose, do something uh, in your life because of Scripture. In other words, make make living for Christ a priority. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without uh, a foundation built in house upon the earth, uh, against which the stream did, did beat vehemently and Immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. In this particular case, he said, upon the earth. In another case, he said, upon sand. But, but in either case, it's not a rock. It's, it's, it can be easily eroded. And what, what Scripture points to over and over and over again is that our life needs to be on a firm foundation, not, not, a, not a shifting one. Over in the book of Ephesians, it talks about uh, the danger of being cast about by every wind of doctrine. And one of the things that uh, is often the case in many Christians' lives is the, the, just the, the state of instability. Instability just simply tells you that you're not, uh, you're not basing your life, you're not putting your foundation on Christ. And Christ is not... A priority. So the first conviction is, I'll, I'll build my life around Christ. Second one, is uh, my life, uh, my walk with with God and personal time with Him will be more important than any other activity. The most important thing you do in the day is to spend time talking to God, spend time listening to God through His Word. That is the most important. Thing. And if that doesn't get done, then you failed that particular day in putting Jesus Christ first. Now, you know, and I, I've heard, I've heard all, all different kinds of uh, thoughts about what, you know, some folks say, well, I, if there's no Bible, there's no breakfast. Uh, you know, uh, as soon as I get out of bed, the very first thing I do is crack open my Bible and read it. Um, if I did that, I would get very little. I am not a morning person. I'm just not. Uh, so that's what I'm saying. When it comes to when it comes to the parameters, you decide. But just make sure it's a priority. That's the bottom line. I know people that work night shift. Okay, their their morning is uh, either in the middle of the afternoon or later in the evening. Okay. Well, just make sure that when whenever it works the, the the best, and you can put him as the center, you get that thing done. That's that's the bottom line. Just make it a priority. Make sure that you don't go a day without spending time with God. And and if you make make that a priority, you make that the priority, the most important activity. In the rest, the whole rest of your day, then you'll make sure that it gets done one way or another. Uh, the third, the third uh, uh, specific conviction that you can have is: I'll put Christ first in every decision. You know, is something that that we we need to consider when when we make decisions, whether they be big ones or whether they be small ones, whether they be ones that will will shape the future or whether they be ones that uh seem to be inconsequential uh, do we consider Christ and again what that does is that causes you to be Christ conscious throughout the day and and i think probably one of the biggest one of the biggest sins that we commit oftentimes i know one of the ones that i that i have a tendency to commit is to ju- it's not that i'm i'm saying no to the lord i'm just not thinking about him. He's not part of the equation. And if he's a priority, he'll always be part of the equation. He'll always be part of the decision. Uh, And that that really really simplifies things. Now, it doesn't necessarily make decisions any easier, but it does simplify decisions. For instance, uh, a person uh, is... uh, uh, given the opportunity, not, not the mandate, and I realize there's some mandates in these areas with, with some of you folks, but you're not given a mandate, but you're given the opportunity to uh, work uh, overtime and miss church, whether it be Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, or whatever. Um, if Christ is the priority, that makes that decision simple. Now, again, if it's, if, if it's mandated, you don't have a choice in the matter, I understand that. But if it's not mandated and it's a choice, then you'll say, no, I'm not gonna do that. You, you say, yeah, but but I've got some bills to pay. What is the priority? What is number one? Is it paying your bills or is it Jesus Christ? And And again, as I said, what that really does is, is, is it uh, uh, really simplifies a lot of decisions. Uh, just just consider Christ and make sure that in any decision you make, Christ will be first in every decision. And then The last specific conviction it would, would, would be to, I will put Christ first, not my feelings. Boy, this is a, a real a tendency that we have. Uh, we say, well, I, I know what the Bible, <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've heard this, and I've even said it a few times, and I'm ashamed to tell you that I have. Well, I know what the Bible says, but, when well, you know what you're doing, you're saying, I know what the Bible says, but my feelings are such. Well, I know it says all things work together for good, but I know it says that I shouldn't be bitter, but you don't understand whoa, stop, what's first, your feelings or your God? What's first, uh, the way that your emotions are feeling right now or Jesus Christ? Living by feeling uh, equals great and instant instability. Your feelings will come and your feelings will go. And one of the reasons why Jesus said, if you, if you do the things that I say, if you hear them and do them, you've, you've put your found, the foundation of your life on a rock because those things don't shift. Those things don't move. Um, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You can't say that about your feelings. <laughs> I can't say that about my feelings. Uh, if you use your feelings uh, as a priority for making a decision, you'll have great instability. Uh, you know what if I'm tired what if I'm depressed? I'll make the decision based upon Christ and and Christ is my priority not not necessarily the way that I feel. well what what are some areas that uh, well, the truth is, all areas can will be affected by it, but let me just give you some suggestions of some areas. Your schedule, you know you make sure Christ is at the top of your schedule uh, when it comes to devotions. You make sure that that gets done. That is a priority. Um, when it comes to your affections, you know, Um, set your affections, the Bible says, on things above, not on things on on this earth. In other words, Jesus Christ will determine what you love and what you don't love. Uh, Your time and how you use it, Jesus Christ should be your first priority. Uh, Your life's work, and and again, it doesn't mean that everybody's called in a full-time service, but that, that does mean that whatever it is that God would have you to do as a life's work, you do it for God. You don't do it first for a paycheck. You don't do it first for your boss. You don't do it first for your family. Now those things may all come into play, and I understand all that. But number one, absolute number one, must be Jesus Christ. Um, when it comes to sports, we have—I've you know, I've seen this over the years, and I heard of it one just within the last year or two, where one of our one of our uh, young men. Uh, had the opportunity to play sports. And this particular young man absolutely loves sports. There's nothing wrong with that. Sports is a good thing. It's especially good, it it teaches some discipline uh, to, to young people, and that's good. But it would interfere with church. And he, not his parents first, but he said, nope, nope, God's more important to me than sports is. So I'll do, I'll make sure I'm in church, not on the ball field. Bless God. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> that's good. That's good. And that's a that's a young man who is who is building a foundation in his life that's not gonna move. That thing is gonna be rock solid and immovable. Um, uh, hobbies. You know, hobbies are good. Yeah, this. <laughs> I remember years ago, um, in fact, I was at, my, I was at my, my wife's home when we were dating. Actually, it was way before we were dating. Her father was a preacher, and I remember pulling him, just randomly pulling a book off of his shelf. And uh, in that book, and I, I, I didn't buy it, and I wasn't very old in the Lord But basically what this guy said is is that, uh, uh, you know, if you're eating food because you enjoy the food, that's sin. Because you should just do everything because uh, God wants you to and uh, not because it's enjoyable. Well, the Bible says that he's given us freely all things to enjoy, you know, uh, We're supposed to enjoy life. I don't have any problem with that. Just make sure those things don't become the priority and that the priority remains Jesus Christ in your hobbies, in your income, uh, in your thought life. Uh, When it comes to your personal rights, consider God's rights first. (laughs) Consider what God wants in your life to be absolute uh, number one. And then, you know, and and one of the things you can do tonight with this message, you might might be sitting there thinking, wow, I can think of 10 different areas where, where I have really fumbled the ball in this thing. All right, don't get overwhelmed with that thing. One of the things that the devil uses oftentimes is he dumps so much on you that you say, well, I can't do any of it. Pick one area. Pick an area. Maybe it's your thought life. Put Jesus Christ number one there. Maybe it has to do with your work. Put Jesus Christ number one there. Whatever is your greatest struggle, make sure that Jesus Christ gets first place. And then let me give you some just some questions that I believe, and with this, we'll close. Um, just some questions that you can ask yourself, having to do with this, this principle of priorities. Number one, how does how, you know you can ask this before you actually make a decision? How does this activity affect my relationship with the Lord? Is it gonna Is it going to affect it in a positive way? or a negative way. Another question you can ask is, could what I'm doing, uh, what I'm going to do, put Christ in second place? In other words, if if I decide to do this, am I gonna be put in a position where where Christ will take second place rather than first place? Then uh, next question you can ask is, am I too busy? Am I too busy to spend time with God every day? It's a good question to ask. Are you too busy to spend time with God every day? Uh, Are you too busy to go to church for all four services? You look around. We don't have as many people as we had this morning. Uh, One of the things I got down real early in my Christian life, and I believe this is one of the reasons why I grew the way that I did, I decided every time the church door was open, I was going to be there, period. We've taught our kids that. Uh, our kids are all serving God today. Now, now I realize that could change tomorrow, and I know that. But but uh, today, they're serving the Lord. I believe one of the reasons why is because they got that priority down. They decided when the church doors open, I am going to be there because that is a priority. Another question you can ask yourself is, am I too busy to, to have family devotions, to teach the Bible to my children. If you still got children uh, that uh, you know are, are at at home, uh, you know we have we have we have two children at home, but they're not children anymore. They're full-grown adults. But if you have children in your home, uh, are you spending time teaching the Word of God? To those kids, and even even in our home today, it, it's very often we get into Bible discussions either around the table or later on in the evening. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. You want to have Christ as the center of your home, and and uh, then the next question is is uh, am I too busy to witness to people? Have I put that as a priority because Jesus Christ is a priority? does the Does the way I spend my time indicate that Christ is first now again um, you know the the uh, uh, example that we looked at in the book of Luke where the men came up to, to Jesus and said they wanted to follow. The first one, he said, you know, the foxes have holes, the birds of the air have nests, but the son of man hath not where to rest his head. You don't hear him saying no, but you don't hear anything from him after that. Uh, the next two guys both said that they would follow, but they would follow after they did something else. and And The Lord Jesus' response to that is, was, in, in essence, no, you need to put following me first. Is that a priority in your life? Is Christ number one in all decisions and in all actions? Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, we're thankful tonight for principles that we can find in your, in your word. And you've told us very clearly and very plainly that Christ ought to have the preeminence. That just simply means the Lord Jesus should be number one in everything. In everything I do, in everywhere I go, in, in, in the thoughts that go through my mind, if you're not first, if you don't have the priority... And, Lord, I'm in sin. And, Father, I pray that you help us to be honest as we look at our lives tonight. And as you, as you reach down, and you have done this to me so many times in services, not, not only when I've been in the congregation, but also while I've been preaching, you've pointed out to me something very pointed and very specific. God, as you do that to us tonight, I pray, Father, that we would respond and make decisions based upon the things that you show us from your word and by your spirit. Lord, we love you, and we ought to love you. We ought to love you more than anyone else. and You ought to be the priority of our lives. God, I pray that you would help us to consciously make you first and make some decisions tonight that will back up that decision to make Jesus Christ number one in our lives. Have your will, have your way in our lives in this invitation, we pray. For it's in Jesus' name, amen.